When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Attention stations on the network. Our broadcast will begin in one minute from my mark. In five, four, three, two, one, mark. That was your one minute time check, stations. Tech Sports Network from Learfield, live from Doghouse Sports Grill. This is Inside Tech Basketball with Brooks Store and Eric Conkle. Brought to you by Origin Bank, the official bank of La Tech Athletics. Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. And by Northern Louisiana Medical Center, the official imaging partner of La Tech Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bulldogs, Malcolm Butler. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Doghouse Sports Grill at 102 North Homer Street in Ruston. This is Inside Tech Basketball. I'm Malcolm Butler, joined by 
Lady Texture head coach Brooks Store here for the first half hour. We'll talk Lady Texture basketball, including uh, a victory earlier today. I think this is the first time we've ever had a coaches show on the same day we had a basketball game. But a little matinee earlier today, so Brooks Store's got a little overtime here tonight. And then at the bottom of the hour, it'll be Eric Conkle. We'll talk Bulldog basketball. And, Brooke, uh, welcome to the show, and congratulations on the win today. Thanks. It's good to be here after a win. It is good to be here after a win. Yeah, we both said that uh, if we hadn't, if we had finished second in the game today, we both might have found a reason not to be here. But we finished first. I, I might have. No, I wouldn't do that to you, Malcolm. I'd be here. I appreciate that. Seventy-nine, sixty-four was the victory earlier today at the tack, and you know, it just uh, this is again. Year number two where it's kind of interesting when it comes to scheduling. This game wasn't originally scheduled for today at 1 o'clock. Uh, it was a game that was supposed to be played, what, about 10 days ago. Uh, UTSA, UTEP both had COVID issues that week. Both games were postponed. We were able to get this one in. And, uh, you know, your basketball team came out today here on Martin Luther King Day, got off to a great start, built an early 19-point lead, saw a lot of good things. You played a lot of zone today. Uh, and then really, I mean, you were – up 30 points with about five minutes left. I know you emptied the bench. It ended up being about a 15-point victory. Yeah, it was good. I thought we really got it. We've been getting off to good starts. I just think um, we've had some lulls where we have some empty possessions offensively and, um, you know, teams are able to, to cut into those leads. We've had a lead in each of the last four games and uh, after the first quarter and just haven't been able to sustain that. So it was really good to see that. We came out and um, had 26 in that first quarter. I thought we did a great job of limiting their easy looks. They scored a couple um, off offensive rebounds. Um, out of the zone, which we've got to clean some of that up, but did a nice job in transition, limiting their easy baskets. I think they hit one three in that first quarter, but our guards rebounded. We were able to turn them over, and then that pushed and transitioned for us offensively, put a little pressure on them defensively. And I think when you can do that, you can play um, that way at that tempo and that pace. It helps us score, and it doesn't put as much pressure on you to be perfect in the half court um, offensively. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, the turnovers at one point in the fourth quarter, I was getting a stat sheet every media timeout like I was a coach just because I was curious. Just couldn't uh, help yourself. Exactly. You? Uh, we had outscored them 26 to nothing on points off turnovers now it ended up 26 to 11 uh, as we turn it over some there late um, but, yeah those uh, last five I think last, we were under 10 with the last yes. you know with the you were exception at about eight of the turnovers last. with the exception of the last five minutes and turn it over six times but uh, I really thought did a good job of not only turning them over but turning them over and getting points off of that yeah I think that's been you know an issue for us at times this year of we've been able to turn people over a lot but sometimes we haven't been able to convert those um, and take advantage of it and so for us um, being able to do that today, I thought it was really big. Gave us some momentum, uh, got some players going early in transition. And um, when you can do that, you, you see the ball go in the hole, it starts feeling, um, you start feeling a little more confident. And I thought that was really big for us today. Snap a four-game losing streak in conference. You're one and four right now. And when you, you look at it, you're right there in every one of those games. I mean, that's what's the frustrating part, I know. And it, it seems to be on more on the offensive end that we've struggled. You mentioned you've had some droughts at times. And you just really need to find that third score besides Keon and Analar. That's the huge part. Today we have 23 points off the bench. And, you know, I think the last game we had four. Um, you know, we've got to have that third and fourth score. And it doesn't have to be a ton of points, but if we can get three or four people contributing eight, nine, seven, six, um, then that adds up. And, and the way you do that is you, you know, you get deflections defensively that leads to transition. You grab an offensive board, put back. Um, that's where Amaya Brandon really comes in for us. And it was great to see her um, have that energy today. Kate Thompson had um, an, a couple of good looks at the basket. She can really shoot it. And 
we need to take advantage of that. She got on the boards and, and had four uh, rebounds there in the second half. She got the um, technical or flagrant one, whatever you want. It got upgraded. I said, I don't care. You know, I want you to be aggressive. Um, I'm, I'm fine with that as long as you're going to rebound. And that's what we need. We need um, more people being able to do that. Analar and Keanu have been extremely consistent for us, and those two have been – you know, in double figures pretty much every game, but we need that third and fourth score. If we can do that, we get balanced scoring, and then we get to 70. And we've been defending well enough um, to win. I mean, we've given up, I think, 69 is the most we've given up all year. We've given up 65 a couple of times. Um, but we can defend well enough to, to give ourselves a chance to win. If we get to 65, I like our chances, and um, we've got to get that third and fourth score going. Keanu Walker had 20 points today. Uh, I think it was Thursday is when she joined the 1,000-point club for Louisiana Tech. Or actually mistaken. Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. Okay. The days are running together for me. I don't know what day it but, is. But, uh, yeah, Sunday she joined the 1,000-point club, the 43, 43rd member in Louisiana Tech history. And so not only, definitely, not only is it impressive for Kiana, but – a lot of times you look at in media guides and record books in other schools, and they have like 15 people who have scored a thousand points. If that, right? We've got 43 of them over the course of this program's that, history. That's you know I made that point to our team um, too, and we've had a lot of great players that haven't scored correct a thousand. Um, but it's it's something obviously individually that's you know some a special a, achievement. It takes a lot to get to that, but I think when you look at the history of the program and the tradition of the people that it, when you hear 43, I mean, that, that sounds kind of pedestrian when you say I'm one of 43. Right. Um, but that speaks to the, the level of play of our, our former players and um, the great players that have come through the program. You know, she's got a lot of, when you're struggling to score, your top two scores have a lot of pressure on a given night, right? You know they you need you can't afford for one of those two not to score. Uh, and when you look at Kiana in her game, uh, she was one of one from the three-point line, but so many of her points she's getting at the free throw line. I think she ranks in the top five in the country in free throws attempted and free throws made. She's shooting over 81%. Uh, she's already attempted 114 free throws this year in 16 games. She was 7 of 7 today, and such a luxury to have a young lady who not only can get there but can knock them down. Yeah, it's huge. You know, our team goes 22 of 23, but that's something that Kiana I – I love the new stat format that we went to a couple of years ago where it actually shows fouls drawn and yep. not just uh, fouls on that particular player. But when you can see the number of fouls that she draws each game, um, I think that's – really really big for us because most of the time their their best perimeter defender is going to be on her um and so if we can continue to do that um you know we know that if she can get six to eight free throw attempts a game she's going to easily be in double figures because we know she's going to be able to score and transition or get a steal and um convert that but it's it's big um she she can the one thing that i love about her is that she just plays with a high motor at all times there there aren't many days ever um where she just is geared down she may not make a shot or she may mess up but it's it's usually not because of it's a lack of effort or energy and um she really leads us in that way and um, that's something that really proud of her um i think she took two charges today uh, that's about 102 now on the career so i think that's a something that is a big stat that you know a lot of people I mean, there are teams with, that, right. yeah, a lot, a lot of teams that don't take the number of charges that she did or does. Um, I think she had 43, 46 last, last year, year. Um, alone. So it's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I was watching uh, a men's game on, I think it was Saturday, I was watching Western Kentucky and North Texas, and they put a little graphic up about North Texas, who's a really good defensive right. team on the men's side. Um, and one of their bragging points was as a team this year, they had taken 19 charges, and I thought, She's we've got a player right that's now. taken more than 19 on the women's side this year alone. So. Yeah, we um, we update our charge board weekly, and it's, you know, it's a big deal with our team. So after, like, tomorrow we'll go into film, and we've got a graphic that we show every, and it's, you know, leading the charge, and she's leading it right now. I think Amaya Brandon's second um, with like eight or nine, and it's not even close. You know, they were tied early in the season after about three games, and then Kiana took off, um, and I think she's close. She's probably above 20 now. I haven't seen it today. But I told, I remember early in the year when I, I heard that Amaya was kind of right there with Kiana, and I made the comment to Kiana in Texas. I said, hey, I hear you got a little competition in charges this year, and she said, that freshman can't hang. You're no, it, she's, she's taken off. We need yeah. that freshman to come along and <laughs> take a few more. But, um, you know, I think that's something that it's, a, it's something that's selfless. It's, you know, it's a great momentum builder for your team. It changes momentum. Um, and she just she puts herself out there and, and is really, really good at it. When she takes so many of them, I know last year calling the games, and I've seen a few this year, she takes so many away from the basketball at times. She's just a smart player. She knows what's coming offensively in the set. She took one today on one of their post players who she, the kid was just coming down the lane to set up offensively, and Keanu knew she was coming, just stood there. Yeah, I th and that's something, too, that when you're scouting, um, if you're watching that as a coach, you have to be aware of that. And sometimes their post players can get a little tentative, and they may not um, post as hard just because they know that that's an opportunity for her to take a charge. And so – um, that's one area that she's really grown. If you go back to her freshman year of just off-ball defense, you know, a lot of people can play on-ball defense, but just understanding my man, when they move, I've got to adjust my position. When the ball moves, I've got to adjust. And it's a lot of movement where you have to keep up um, and, and be in the correct position. And she's done a really good job of growing in that area. So I'm really proud of her. I thought another young lady who I've been impressed with when I've gotten a chance to watch you, got us, who I really like, who I know is in the starting lineup now, is Sylvia Nativi. Um, she had 12 points for you today. And just it's a young lady who plays under control. Uh, you can tell she's still adjusting to the speed of the game, but she seems to be really starting to figure things out. And uh, just she had six rebounds today for you and three steals. Yeah, I think that's the um, the thing of gaining confidence for her. You know, she's she's in a new country. Uh, she's away from home for the first time. And she's played a lot of um, high-level international basketball against older players, but it's a different type of game here. It's more physical. Um, and I think for her, it's just gaining confidence in that. Um, she brings a different dimension to us. Like I said, you said six rebounds, five of those on the defensive end of the floor. And when she rebounds, you know, when your guards rebound, you can push and transition. It puts a lot of pressure on the opposing team's um, transition defense. And so for, for us to be able to get that with Sylvia, she naturally plays at that tempo and that pace. We're, you know, we're playing her at the two to start, but um, being able to have her bring the ball up the floor, it gives Salma a break. It allows us to play at a different pace. Um, I just think it gives us a different dimension, too. She's still learning the defensive end of the floor and figuring that out, but um, extremely coachable and, and is really coming along. And I think that that's a, that's a big plus for us. If we can get her rolling and continuing to gain confidence, I think that's um, huge for this team as we move forward. Thursday, uh, you went to Hattiesburg, uh, a place that I do not like to go to. Reed Green Coliseum has not been kind at times. Played Southern Miss, and uh, it's been a place that we've struggled over the years. And you look up, and uh, I watched the, the game on the stream, and I thought, uh, you know, we overcame a lot and had a seven-point lead, I think, with about five and a half minutes to play in the ball game. They called a timeout. 
they came out. I think they scored on three straight possession. We missed some layups. We had some calls that didn't go our way down the stretch and end up losing that one 65 to 60. Yeah, I thought we were in control. We, you know, started the game well, you know, had another four, first quarter lead, end up going down four at the half. Kiana Walker picks up a questionable call, uh, second foul and a charge call. I think with about four and a half to go, we have to sit her for the rest of the half. And we hung in there, ended up staying. And she was seven of nine at that point. I think she had 10 or 11. Um, was really, really playing well. And um, despite not getting to the free throw line at all after, you know, you yeah, threw she's out attempted the 114 on the year, and she did not attempt a single free yeah, throw that night. Yeah, funny how that happens yeah. on the road. Um, anyway, she, she, I thought she, her going to the bench kind of impacted us offensively because I really thought we were doing a, a, a good job against the press. We turned it over a few too many times there in the first half. They, I think 11, and and gave them 10 points. Only turned it over four in the second half, which was much better. But we go on a you know 12-0 run in the third quarter. Ended up taking a two-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Have a seven-point lead up 58-51 with 6:28 to go, and um, they call timeout and came out and. Uh, we changed defenses, ran right into a screen, gave up a three, you know, kind of freshman mistake against a scouting report, gave up a three, a kid that that's all she can do is hit an open three. She's not going to be able to put it on the floor and go by you. And those are those moments where we're like with nine new players, we're having to grow through and it's frustrating. Um, but I think that, you know, the more we can experience those, we're sick of experiencing those painful moments, but the more that they can grow and learn from that, it helps us um, as we move forward. But um, they responded and, um, you know, went on that 7-0 run. We end up taking a two-point lead with a, a little over a minute to go. 60-58, um, Anlar scores a bucket um, there in the paint. They're, both of their bigs had four fouls, so we went right at them. Um, she scores. We come down um, on the defensive end of the floor, and they score, and then we miss a shot, and um, they hit a three with about 48 to go. We come down, miss a shot, and then have to foul, end up losing by five. But – um, you know, it's, it's it's frustrating. I thought we played well enough to win on the road. I think we played as well as we've ever played um, there. It's just like you said, it's just a difficult place to play. I think we've our three road games in conference. You know, it was finally good to play at home again. Um, but our three road games, I think, are three of the toughest venues to play sure. in the league: at Marshall, at Western Kentucky, and at Southern Miss. So, um, you know, we're not at home again until February. So we've got to we got to hang tough here these next couple weeks and see if we can get some momentum going after today and. Um, and then we get to be at home in February. So we're excited about that. Uh, Louisiana Tech gets the victory today. Lady Textures will be on the road this next week. Uh, when we come back, we'll take a look forward to see what is coming up this week on the Louisiana Tech schedule. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Bulldog fans help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texters game days. In partnership with the City of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the City of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle and conveniently locate a receptacle throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today. Bulldog fans, come out to the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston on Monday nights at 6 p.m. to watch Eric Conkle and Brooke Store talk Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball with host Malcolm Butler. Doghouse is just a few steps from Louisiana Tech campus and has been serving fan favorites for 20 years. Doghouse Sports Grill, the official watch party location for Louisiana Tech athletics. It's where the Bulldogs and Texters eat. 
We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Well, we're back at the Doghouse Sports World. This is Inside Tech Basketball. Malcolm Ball is joined by Lady Texture head coach Brooke Store. And, uh, Brooke, uh, this next week you've only got one ball game uh, on the schedule. It's not till Saturday. Uh, you head to Birmingham, Alabama to take on UAB. Uh, that game will be at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and it will be on CUSA TV. And, uh, you know, UAB, a team right now that's 3-1 and one in conference playing. When you look at the conference standings, I know right now Louisiana Tech sitting at 1-4, and four, but especially when you look at the West, uh, you know, UAB's 3-1. and one. You're going to go play them. You got a chance. And UAB's one loss UTSA. came to UTSA, who you just beat basically by 30 today. So that tells you how balanced it is. Southern Miss is sitting there Everybody at 3-2. Everybody has two. two losses. Yep, UTEP. Uh, who a lot of people thought might be the favorite on the West, is sitting at two and three right now. And so it's really kind of still anybody's ball game, and there's a lot of basketball left. And so that's why each game moving forward, this team just needs a little momentum and a little confidence. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing. You know, you, we'll look back, I think, on these first four games and go, you know, we missed some opportunities. But it's all, all the things that we want are still in front of us. And that's what we've continued to teach and um, talk about over the last couple of weeks, even though they've been rough. Um, you know, it's easy to lead when things are going well. Um, it's easy to be excited when things are going well. It's when you're in those moments of adversity and um, we have to, you know, continue to do the next right thing and fight for that. And um, I'm proud of this group for doing that. I think you, if you watch them play, you know, we just have these moments where we're just, we're young and sometimes we have these moments of inexperience because we have some key players that we're counting on in those, um, in those positions. And, and we've had some tough lessons that we're having to learn and grow from. But um, I think when we get through that, I think by, you know, end of January, February, this team's going to be playing some really good basketball. And I think you saw some of that today. And we've seen glimpses of it. It's can we put four quarters together or um, can we finish? You know, we've had leads in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, on the road. Um, can we be, you know, will we be able to finish those? And I think we will. Um, I like the mindset of this group. And um, they're a great group of young women. I think sometimes they can be too nice. Um, and we can't allow something to happen. We've got to go take it, and we've got to force the issue at times, and I think we can we can do that. We're growing into that, but um, they'll gain confidence from that for sure. Well, in, in the last, what, three or four years, really Rice has kind of been uh, the best team not only in the league but in the West as well, and Rice is sitting here at 0-3 and three this year as well. So uh, you go on the road this weekend, you pick up a win. That gives UAB two losses, and, Again, it's, We're right in the you're mix. right there. You still have to go on the road the next week, as you mentioned, when you go to Rice and then you go to North Texas. And 
who has uh, lost two games, who just lost at home. Sure. If you could find a way, and you want to go 3-0, and but if you could find a good way to get 2-1 and one in those games, knowing that you're going to come back home and play a lot of home basketball games, you kind of get yourself right back in it. Yeah, and I think if you look at both sides, like we have to be playing our best basketball at the end of February and March leading into the tournament, and we want to win as many games as we can, obviously. But I, even with this, like you still have a chance to win the West, and all of our goals are still in front of us. Um, that's something that we've got to con- – the, the biggest thing that I think that we're seeing, and, you know, call it parity, call it whatever you want, um, but I think the biggest thing we're seeing, especially on the women's side, is teams being impacted by COVID. Sure. Teams that have had a lot of turnover with transfers and the transfer portal. You're seeing a lot of teams that look completely different, um, and they're growing and learning and figuring out who they are and how to play together. And you go, well, gosh, you've had 15, 16 games. Could you not figure out who you are? Sometimes it takes teams a little bit. Um, sometimes it takes staffs a little bit to figure out how they need to play and what, you know, substitutions and, you know, what, what gives them the best chance to, to be successful. And, you know, we've had groups that won championships and went to the NCAA tournament. But we didn't figure that out until about 18 games in. And, you know, sometimes that can be frustrating. You lose some games that you don't want to win. But when you've got nine new players, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And, um, you know, we've had our moments with that. The East, uh, you got a Western Kentucky team who we had on the ropes in Bowling Green who's sitting at 5-0 and right now. One-point game yep. in the fourth quarter. And uh, Marshall, uh, who, again, a, a team we played already. They're 4-1. and one. And so uh, the East uh, off to maybe a little bit better start when you start looking at records, but it's wide open for sure. UAB, your opponent uh, this Saturday, uh, that's a team that uh, last year we went on the road, and, of course, that's when you played Friday, Saturday, back-to-back games against the same opponent. And, really played two of our better games of the year on the road and won both of them by 20-plus. Yeah, I, we, Bartow has been really good to it us. We have not lost there. Um, I don't want to jinx us, but um, we've played well there. I, I don't know if it's the Jim and Nick's barbecue that we eat when we go there or what, but um, we definitely are eating that on Friday. Well, that's a, that's a team that's kind of got a one-two punch, much like Louisiana Tech. You know, they've got a guard in Margaret Whitley. I was kind of talking to you before we went on the air. She averaged almost 20 points a game last year, one of the top scorers in Conference USA. She's struggling this year, only nine points a game, shooting only 27% from the field, only 22% from the three-point line. So not really sure what's happened to her uh, in a year's time, but they still have Zakia Weathersby inside. Uh, she is uh, averaging a double-double, 16 points, and, and a Conference USA best 12 and a half rebounds a game. Yeah, she's – I think NLR's right behind her in rebounds um, for the league, but – She's a double-double machine, and you probably just gave uh, Whitley the the green light to light us up. But um, she's just guard her. Yeah, I think it's a great one-two uh, punch for those two uh, for UAB with those two um, inside-outside combination. They're going to play through Weathersby, um, but Whitley can get a shot off um, really at any time, and they they all can shoot the ball. And so we've got to do a great job of. Uh, really limiting their open touches. They're really good at pushing in transition and getting to the three-point line. They'll spread you out, and, and it's it's hard to guard them on the three-point line when you've got Weathersby, and then they have transfer um, from Arkansas inside as well um, that, that is, um, you know, doesn't get as many minutes as Weathersby, but they're a really good duo in there. So we've got our hands full. It'll be a, a, a tough, tough matchup, but – um, you know, I, I like where we are. And after, you know, even though we lost those two games last week to Southern Miss, like we played well. We had some really good moments and we're trending in the right direction. If you look at our shooting percentages over the last three games, um, you know, we're making shots and, and that's a that's a big thing. And 
Randy Norton team's always known for their defense. Uh, they're holding they're not gonna, to 35% shooting. Yeah, they don't give up a lot of easy baskets. They force you, you know, they keep people in front of you um, or keep people in front of them. They, they're they always in rebounding position based off their, you know, defensive scheme. Um, they don't, they rarely get themselves out of position uh, for a board. And you've got to do a great job of getting out of your circle and moving to pursue the basketball and get an offensive board. So we've got to, we've got to do a really good job of taking care of the basketball and, and fighting for good shots and um, get back to, to having some success there on the road. Well, in a week like this where you've only got the one game on Saturday, you got an opportunity maybe, and especially having, well, I say one game, you played today, uh, give the, the players a day off start doing a little bit of self-scout for a day maybe and then get ready for our UAB? Yeah, we'll practice tomorrow. Um, you know, typically we'll have a Sunday off. You know, we talk <laughs> going into this is typical in COVID. Um, we talk about, you know, we get to conference play and you're playing every Thursday, Saturday, except for when you play your travel partner. And then we've had anything but that. Yeah. And so just we hadn't been able to get in that routine and that rhythm. So it's changed things from us from a planning perspective and um, when you take your day off, what days you lift, how that impacts the way you practice, all those things. And so we'll practice tomorrow and lift, and then they'll have Wednesday off, and, and then we'll prep Thursday, Friday to play Saturday and, instead of going three days in a row. But um, they'll, they'll um, you know, we're back in school now, and, and they've been in, in the winter quarter for a couple of weeks, and um, we were off today from class um, for the holiday and, and back at it tomorrow. So we have some, some exams this week that they need to take care of early. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday. And it looks like another one of the big keys to, to beating UAB is you got to do a good job on the glass. They were out-rebounded their opponents by almost 10 rebounds a game. Yeah, and so much of that is what they do defensively. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of pack line. They're, gonna, they're not going to be out in passing lanes, you know, overplaying and pressuring. They're going to, you know, get their turnovers where they can, but they're just not going to beat themselves by making silly mistakes and allowing you to, to beat them off the dribble. And um, you really have to to get good ball reversal, play multiple sides of the floor and pick and choose your times and opportunities to drive. Um, they're there, and you've got to utilize um, that. But they do a really good job of uh, defending ball screens and trying to keep people out of the paint, just keep them in front. And because of that, they're most of the time in, in really good rebounding position, and they do a really solid job of blocking out. They're very consistent with that. So we've got to be very conscientious on the offensive glass, and um, we've, got to, we've got to turn them over and get some easy points in transition. Well, Louisiana Tech in Birmingham, UAB on Saturday. Again, tip-off for that ball game on Saturday will be 2 o'clock. You can see it on CUSA TV. You can hear Kyle Roberts call the game. Uh, Pre-game show will start at 1.30. Best of luck this weekend in Birmingham. Thanks, Malcolm. It was great to have the fans out there. I know it was a weird Monday afternoon tip, um, you know, kind of dictated by the conference with that 1 o'clock tip, but appreciate our band and our fans and um, everybody for, for being there today. And hopefully we'll um, – Hang tight until we see you again in February. No doubt about it. Louisiana Tech at UAB this Saturday at 2 o'clock. When we come back, we'll talk with Louisiana Tech head coach Eric Conkle. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the Law Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. 
Life's just more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. It's more fun tailgating or camping with the family with an easy go multi-passenger cart. It's more fun hunting and doing farm chores with an easy go utility cart. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of easy go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Have more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call 318-371-CART and go Bulldogs! We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Bulldog fans, come out to the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston on Monday nights at 6 p.m. to watch Eric Conkle and Brooke Store talk Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball with host Malcolm Butler. Doghouse is just a few steps from Louisiana Tech campus and has been serving fan favorites for 20 years. Doghouse Sports Grill, the official watch party location for Louisiana Tech athletics. It's where the Bulldogs and Texters eat. Welcome back to the Doghouse Sports Grill. This is Inside Tech Basketball. I'm Malcolm Butler, joined by Bulldog head coach Eric Conkle. And uh, tell you what, Bulldogs are rolling right now. Seven straight victories, 11 of the last 12. And uh, Eric, I'll say it, always good anytime you can beat Southern Miss in any sport. When you can beat them twice in a week, it makes it even a sweeter week. Well, thank you. It was sweet, and it was um, um, – I thought a total team effort on our group, both games, different games. And, and, and I want to remind everybody, we are dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds. So the second game was very, very um, concerning just a- having played a good game here at home, going on the road, just reminding our guys that every game is different. That was their first home game in 32 days at Southern Miss. And we had all we could handle. They played very well and physical like we knew we would. And fortunately, we were able to execute very well down the stretch and come away with a good win on the road. No doubt about it. So on Thursday at home, you defeated Southern Miss 80-57. to A great second half uh, for the Bulldogs in that game after having a seven-point halftime lead. And then uh, yesterday afternoon at Reed Green Coliseum, you lead by four at the half. You trail by as many as four in the second half. I think it's a three-point ball game with about four minutes to play. And uh, I thought your basketball team showed a lot of poise and maturity down the stretch. They really did. Thank you, everybody. First, it's great seeing so many people here. I I think it's always a good sign when I can't find a parking spot. (laughs) So great job. It's great to see everybody. Um, But they did. And and we've got a young basketball team when you look at the roster and the age. But coming down the stretch, we, we, we were trying to be very, very aggressive but yet patient and execute some stuff in some certain things. And I thought uh, we wanted to get the ball in the post to junior. 
They guarded it a couple different ways. Amari skips it to Keeson. He hits a three. Junior gets a single coverage. He makes a bucket. Uh, we run a little wrap cut, and Amari gets an and one. So, And then Kenny Hunter comes in and, and seals a couple buckets late. So I, I just was really proud of our guys for battling adversity, and that's what this is really all about, and just finding a way. Knew we were going to get a great effort, but I thought the guys really executed well. Yeah, you had to play yesterday. Junior Lofton, 23 points. Uh, he had six rebounds, three assists, uh, three steals. He did a little bit of everything, but he did it in foul trouble. And and we talked after the game is over. That's something, fortunately or unfortunately, you guys have had to learn to do this year because whether it's foul trouble, whether it's an injury, whatever it may, it may be, you've had times this year in ball games, whether it's in the first half or the second half or both, where he's had to be on the bench, and it's really shown this this team's maturity and ability to score and maintain leads and increase leads, even with arguably your best player sitting on the bench. Yeah, you're right. It's exactly true. Fortunately or unfortunately, we've had some experience that way. Of course, we'd like Junior to be on the floor as much as possible, but I, I really, Kenny Hunter and Stacy Thomas, both in these two games and at other points during the season, has have stepped up. And what also happens is we, we've got a, a little bit different way of playing at times. Um, I thought in, on Thursday's game, we bring in Stacy and he, he's a little bit different in ball screen coverage. He's different in, in how he can screen and run on the rim with his athleticism. It opens up some different things for some other guys. So uh, in some ways, it's it's just good to have a, a change-up or a curveball and a couple of different things that we can do. You know, you mentioned coming off uh, in a pretty, I don't want to say easy, they're never easy, a impressive victory on Thursday night where you were up by 30 in the second half, you win by 23, and, and trying to get your guys to understand, hey, this could be a, a totally different ball game against the same team three days later. I was talking to Jack Thickpin, old-school coach, right? He's been in it for a long time, and he made the comment to me that he was watching our players warm up on uh, prior to the games yesterday, and he just didn't feel like they looked like they were focused and so forth. And the point I made to him driving back last night, and I want your opinion on it, is players today are a lot different than they were 20 years ago, right? And they have a way to focus and process and prepare for a game that looks totally different at times than it did back 20 years ago. Am I right on that? I mean, I, before the game, I'm looking out there, and Southern Mississippi guys are out there, and they've got hoodies on, and they've got their headsets on, listening to music, and you didn't see that 20 years ago. It's just a different age. Well, 20 years ago, they'd have to put a boombox on their shoulder <laughs> sure. to do that. But, um, but you're right. I think it is a totally different mindset now. I mean, I think, and and I know for us, we we want to have one of the most enthusiastic teams around. Um, I don't want to call it loose, but we want to have an energy about us, an excitement about us. And naturally, you're going to have some of that just with the youth on our team. But, uh, you know, I, I think our guys are, are always, there's a little bit of difference. And, and the illustration that we showed them was the Golden State Warriors just two nights before, they scored 38 points in the first half of one game, and then they scored 78 in the next. And these are professionals. So teams play differently. You've got to prepare the same. You want to prepare as best you can. But we knew we were going on the road, and that's always difficult. And I knew our guys would be ready to play, but I also knew that Southern Miss would as well. Can you tell as the head coach that you have, oh, my goodness, I don't think we're ready to go prior to tip-off? I mean, is there anything that you see or don't see that kind of gives you an idea of how you guys might come out of the chute? I wish I could say that it's, it's 100%. I mean, we have uh, – I think we talked before about grading our, our game mode or our shoot-around, like what guys look like. There's so many different reasons why we even have that event to, to really just make sure guys are, are, are getting 
geared up for the game. But pregame to me is I just look for consistency. Uh, the guys that are, are energetic, I want to see energy. The guys that are more serious, I want to see seriousness out of them. Every guy is a little bit different. Uh, we play some music bef- as we're w- reading the scouting report on the board, and it's kind of a, 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 an old tribal ritual, if you will, of, of getting ready to go to war. And some guys are, you know, tapping their feet and clapping a little bit, and some guys are just zeroed in on the board. I just want consistency from guys, and for the most part, we see that. Yesterday, it was uh, it was an entertaining basketball game for sure, at least from my vantage point. Probably a little more stressful for you, but uh, what a battle between Junior Lofton and Tyler Stevenson inside. I mean, Stevenson ends up with 21 points and 10 rebounds, and I'm gonna tell you what, he's a handful and a really talented basketball player. He is, and he's given us fits the last few years. I mean, he's had very productive outings, scoring, rebounding. Uh, both their front court guys, both Stevenson and Pickney. Pickney had a great game. He was he made two threes early against us on Thursday, and then then makes a few. I mean, really good pick and pops. Of, of even times we switched, uh, hit it right on us. So those two guys had great, great games, and. Um, the rebounding, I thought, was significant. We rebounded it very well on Thursday. We got 82% of the rebounds available. And then yesterday, just 67%. I thought that was a big deal. They got 15 offensive reborn, rebounds, and it really kept them in the game. Well, both games you had guys come off the bench. On Thursday night, David Green came off the bench and, and had a s- spectacular game, 17 points, most of those coming in the second half. I thought uh, yesterday uh, it was really LaDamian Bradford that sparked you. He ended up with nine points in that ball game, and it seems like every game it's a different guy coming off the bench doing something for you. Yeah, it has been, and, and, and it's so important that it's, we're getting it from somebody, and, and preferably two or three but guys are contributing in different ways. Uh, like I mentioned before, on Thursday, we bring in Stacy Thomas in a, in a stretch, and he's diving on the rim, and it opens up a, a lift out of the corner for David Green, and he hits three threes from the same spot. Uh, I thought LaDamian Bradford did a great job of getting rebounds, uh, steals, empowering the basketball out, created some things. He got a really nice left-handed layup in the second half that was big at a, at a moment. And um, he's getting better and better. I think he's really improving as a defender. And at his size, he's got so much versatility, and that's what we need. They call him Pop. Do you know where the nickname Pop came from by any chance? Well, it's short for Papa, and he's not that old. But he's. Uh, um, but I, I guess he, they, they thought he was a very mature-looking young man, and they called him Papa as a young man. So, okay. So we call him Pop. Gotcha. Uh, first half of the game yesterday struggled to sh- hit some shots. I thought we had a lot of good looks from the perimeter and just couldn't knock them down, only 30 points at half. Went on an 8-0 run right before the half, which gave you the four-point lead, and I thought that was important going into the locker room. It was. We were really streaky in the first half. We got off to a 7-0 lead. Um, we get a run-out dunk. We get a uh, junior pass out of the double team and gets Keaston a three, and then we just really went, went, went dry for a while from three, and I thought we had good looks. Um, we've been streaky this year. We've got to keep getting better. Um, we need to be able to make those shots with the type of attention that Junior's going to get on the inside. But uh, Amari threw it back to Keiston right before the half. Long, long three-point shot to give us a four-point lead. And, and, but yet, the baskets were hard to come by. I mean, Southern Miss is a hard-playing team, and they were putting pressure on us because we weren't able to get in transition as well as we were on Thursday night because we weren't getting those rebounds on uh, last yesterday that we were on Thursday. 
I know coming off the last road trip against UTEP and UTSA, Keaston Willis had struggled shooting the basketball in those two games. This week against Southern Miss, uh, again on uh, on Thursday night in the victory, uh, Keaston ends up with 21 points. He's 8 of 16 from the field, 4 of 10 from the th- from the three-point line. And then yesterday, uh, he ends up scoring 14 points for you, four of eight from the three-point line. You mentioned the big one right before the half. They had closed it to three with about four minutes to play. We came down, and he hit a huge three-pointer that quickly pushed it back to six. He did. And, you know, he hit, he hit another one to, to put it up to ten, and then they hit two threes, and then um, – Junior passed it out of a double team again. It's a little action that we set up, and he was ready to shoot it, and those guys are connecting. And that's, 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 the, that's the whole thing that we're looking for is, again, find that consistency where guys are just – it almost becomes habit of what we're looking for, and they can just expect it. And I think Keeson's absolutely expecting uh, Junior to pass that ball at times, and everybody's expecting him to make the shot because he's that type of shooter. So really happy for him. You know, that's when you look at this team and you've seen what they've done this year, that's one of the things that's really exciting about them is because you can have a game, Amari Archibald, what he did at UTSA, right? I mean, he couldn't miss from the three-point line, scored, what, it was at 31 points in that ball game. Night, two nights before against uh, UTEP, I think he uh, had about four or five points. It was somebody else. He comes back yesterday. He's scoreless. He ends up with six uh, most of those, all of those coming late in the ball game. But you can have a guy like Amari explode for 31, lead you to a victory, and almost not get in the scoring column, uh, and yet you still find a way to win. And it's because these guys, even when they're not scoring, they're finding other ways to contribute. They are. And, and again, we, we'd love to have that great consistency. Uh, I do something with the players early, and I'll say, hey, who's the better player, the guy that scores 10, 12, 14, 13, like is always hanging around the same area or the guy that explodes for big nights and then doesn't show up. Um, but everybody, I think we've got a number of guys that can explode, and that's an important thing. Um, and then there's different ways that teams will guard you, and that will just take things away. But I think the thing that's most important is we've got a group of guys that really don't care. They, they, they're happy. They celebrate each other's successes. And... They just bottom line want to win the basketball game and celebrate as a unit, and that's a special thing to be a part of. Well, and even Thursday night when you you, you beat Southern Miss by 23 in that game, you look down at the box, Junior had seven points, right? And it just goes to show that even on nights where he doesn't have to score for you, know, he had ten rebounds in the game, he had three assists, he had a couple of steals, a block, he does everything, but you don't have to have him go out every night and score 20 for you. No, in that particular game, I mean, they were they, they were doing some things to make it difficult. And the thing that makes me very proud, and, and one of the reasons Junior is so special is you can see in the middle of the second half, we're going on a run, and the guys know I kind of just going to ride the hot hands for a while. And there he is. He's in single digits, which hasn't happened very much, and he is cheering like crazy for his teammates. David Green is bearing shots, and he's elated for David. And so that's what Junior's all about. He's a great teammate. He's got tons of energy. And we've got a team that we, we always search for balance, but I think we've got a lot of balance in this group. Yeah. You'll see a lot of players that are superstars like a junior, and if they're not getting their points, then they start forcing shots. They might not play as well on the other end of the floor. And for him, I just don't see him doing that this year. If, it's, if he's not the one scoring, he seems okay with it as long as his team is succeeding. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a guy that – um, he can do a lot of different things, and he is a very good passer, and he's a willing passer. And I've even told him sometimes that, hey, this this is one you maybe should 
try to score um, because we want him to score. We want him to put a threat on the basket, and he certainly did that yesterday. He was very aggressive on the interior, uh, playing that, that bully ball that we all like from him. And, but then at the same time, that opens up so many other opportunities on the perimeter because he's going to get attention. And then, again, I haven't even mentioned Kobe Williams' name and what he just continues to do, 12 points in both of these games. And, uh, you know, even if uh, even when he's not scoring, he's the guy, he's the engine that makes the whole train go. There's no doubt about it. He does. We, we feed off him defensively, number one, with the way that everybody is in the – you know, below the, the three-point line and they can see him up front, just the way that he is is getting after the basketball and applying pressure – and then he pushes the tempo. Um, had somebody today was really enjoyed the Lady Texters game today and congratulating them on their win and, and saw a couple fans there and commented on the pace that we're playing with. That's Kobe Williams. Kobe Williams is pushing the tempo, and guys are running with him, and he, he's been very, very important for us. Well, as I mentioned, the Bulldogs have won seven in a row. You sit at 15-3 and three overall. You're 6-0 and zero in Conference USA and atop the West Division standings. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about a really big game coming this Saturday at the Thomas Assembly Center. The UAB Blazers will be coming to town. You're listening to the Inside Tech Basketball on the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Bulldog fans, come out to the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston on Monday nights at 6 p.m. to watch Eric Conkle and Brooke Store talk Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball with host Malcolm Butler. Doghouse is just a few steps from Louisiana Tech campus and has been serving fan favorites for 20 years. Doghouse Sports Grill, the official watch party location for Louisiana Tech athletics. It's where the Bulldogs and Texters eat. We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Bulldog fans help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texters game days. In partnership with the city of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the city of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle and conveniently locate a receptacle throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today. Well, back at Inside Tech Basketball here at the Doghouse Sports Grill and uh, Eric Conkle, Malcolm Butler. And, uh, Eric, to say that uh, we got a big basketball game coming this Saturday at the TAC would be an understatement, I think. I know every one of them's big for you as a head coach. But uh, you got a UAB team coming in here that uh, right now is uh, one game behind you in the conference standing. The Blazers are 15-4 and four on the year. Uh, they're 5-1 and one in conference play. And personally – 
Uh, the only thing that makes me feel better than beating Southern Miss is beating UAB. So uh, we need a big crowd there Saturday. Uh, Tip-off for that ball game on Saturday is 3 o'clock. And uh, just talk about this year's UAB team. Yeah, they've, they've got a very, very good team. And I, and I know I know we always say in, in our staff meetings with our team that every game counts as one. But I think with our fans, this one might count as two. Um, but they're really good. I mean, their their metrics and and from net rankings to Ken Palm rankings is really really high. Um, they, they're in the conversation for a potential at large bid in the NCAA. They've got a lot of older guys. They've added a lot of transfers, four year transfers. They're very old, but they they're a team that is is so balanced in a way where they've got. Uh, size, they've got speed, they've got a young man in Jordan Walker, a little guard who can really score. He's averaging 17 a game. And then they've got a, a big fella in Jemison in the interior that blocks shots and runs on the rim. And then they've got a number of different guys in between. But they mix up their defenses. They're going to play really hard. They look to force a lot of turnovers, and they're going to crash the glass. So we, we've got a, a great opportunity in front of us against a really good basketball team. I think this is a, one of those great Conference USA-type games. And we're just, just ask all of our fans here and everywhere that's listening, come on to the Thomas Assembly Center on Saturday. We need you. Well, and again, it's big because it's at home. You're going to have to finish the year in Birmingham uh, in March, so you're going to have to go back there. You look at this UAB team, I mentioned their record. They're 15-4. and four. Now, they have played a ton of games at home. They're 12-1 and one at home this year, so only four true road games. Uh, you look at their losses, they're against some pretty good teams. They lost at South Carolina by three. Uh, they lost to a really good San Francisco team by two points. Uh, they won at St. Louis, which usually has a really good team. They got beat by six uh, against West Virginia. And then their one conference loss came at Rice by five. So their four losses have basically all come by about five points or less. They've been right there in every game. They have. They're really good. I mean, they are. And they, they, they defend and they play great offense. They are low turnover team, and then they look to force a ton of turnovers and really win that turnover margin. And that was the key in our two wins against them last year was the turnover margin. But we've got to be able to handle their changing defenses. And we're going to have to rebound the basketball, and that's been something that's that was a challenge for us yesterday, and we're going to be tested in a big way on Saturday. Yeah, you look at this, them statistically, and just to kind of repeat some of what you said, uh, opponents only shooting, scoring 62 points a game against them. Uh, opponents only shooting 39% from the field against them, only 32% from the three-point line. And, again, UAB, as you mentioned, a very good uh, rebounding team. And maybe the, the most eye-popping number here is they have forced 342 turnovers by their opponents this year. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, turnovers are the number one thing that we talk about. Um, and we talk about our defense, but turnovers impacts your defense more than anything. And for them, they'll do some three-quarter court pressure, some full court pressure. They're looking to get those quick turnovers that can just lead to a very quick dunk, quick score, and then recycle it and do it again. And then try to really steamroll you. So they had a very, they've had some games that are just nip and tuck, and then all of a sudden they'll go on a run because they're turning people over. Yeah, I watched them uh, against Florida Atlantic this weekend. And uh, they were trailing. I think they were down seven or eight at home uh, with about, I don't know, eight, nine minutes to go. And all of a sudden, boom, they turned that defense up. They hit some three-pointers. Walker got hot. And uh, they ended up winning that one by double figures. Uh, I know you're always focused on, on who's next. Uh, when you look at the conference standings, and I don't know how often you look at them as a head coach, uh, but right now the West, I'm going to tell you what, the West in Conference USA is really good. 
Louisiana Tech six and zero. UAB we mentioned five and one. You got a North Texas team who's four and one. I watched them on the road against Western Kentucky, who we know how good Western Kentucky is, uh, and they went into Western Kentucky and locked them down the other day and beat Western Kentucky uh, in Bowling Green. They're four and one. Rice, who's the one team that's beaten UAB so far in conference play. It's three and two. UTEP, who you've already beaten on the road, they go up to Old Dominion, who's supposed to be one of the top teams on the east side, and they beat them the other day. So the west side of this league looks extremely talented. Really talented. And, you know, when we when we voted on divisions, uh, maybe, maybe it looks like we shouldn't have. I don't know. But this is what you want. I mean, it really is. We, we get to play each of these teams twice. And the challenge is only two of us going to get a bye in the conference tournament. So it's going to be hotly contested. And um, and that's what you want. I know that's what our guys want. We want to play great games. And we've got three home games coming up, all against divisional teams. This is a big stretch for us over these next two weeks. And, again, love to have our fans right there with us because we're going to need every ounce. Of- yeah, those next three home games, UAB, uh, Rice, and North Texas. We just mentioned all three of those on the West and how good they are this year, all of them over uh, ten wins or more. So uh, this is a really important stretch for Louisiana Tech at home. You talk about Ken Palm all the time. Uh, just kind of educate people a little bit about what Ken Palm is and kind of the analytics and what you get out of it. It's just a different way of looking at stats, and it's uh, to, to categorize it, it's basically they call it tempo-free stats. So, um, you know, when you look at a regular stat sheet, you can't tell how many possessions were in the game. You might say, man, this team doesn't play any defense. They gave up 70 points. Well, if there was 90 possessions in the game, that's a lot better than a team who gave up 50 points uh, and there was only 45 possessions sure. in the game. So what it does is it really takes all those things, and I mentioned about rebound percentage. If you've turned a team over a bunch, well, there's not that many rebounds to get. So we're focused on the percentage of rebounds that we get that are available for us to get. So he has a wonderful website. I check it every single day. My own two children have it bookmarked. They like looking at it. It's incredible numbers and just being able to look at how we're doing at certain categories how we're doing compared to the teams in our league in league games or overall and then things we can get better at and we can monitor that over time yeah i mean if you think that coaches kids aren't tuned in we get on the bus after the win over utsa to start back and eric's on the phone with one of the sons and the, the, the young man's already telling Eric where they are ranked in the most latest. Was it Ken Palm he yes. was looking at? So uh, at home, they are tuned into the Conco household, I can tell you that. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Life's just more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. It's more fun tailgating or camping with the family with an easy go multi-passenger cart. It's more fun hunting and doing farm chores with an EasyGo utility cart. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of EasyGo gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Have more fun on a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call 318-371-CART and go Bulldogs! We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. 
whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Bulldog fans, come out to the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston on Monday nights at 6 p.m. to watch Eric Conkle and Brooks Store talk Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball with host Malcolm Butler. Doghouse is just a few steps from Louisiana Tech campus and has been serving fan favorites for 20 years. Doghouse Sports Grill, the official watch party location for Louisiana Tech athletics. It's where the Bulldogs and Texters eat. Welcome back to Inside Tech Basketball. Real quickly, I'd like to thank Bert Davis and the staff here at the Doghouse Sports Grill. They've been serving up the best burgers in the area for a long time. Big supporters of Louisiana Tech Athletics, and we appreciate uh, what they do for us. Uh, Eric, just uh, got a couple of minutes left. Uh, again, Saturday, 3 o'clock tip, Louisiana Tech UAB. What does your basketball team have to do in order to be successful on Saturday? Yeah, we absolutely have to take care of the basketball. First and foremost, that's one, two, and three on the list for us. We've got to take care of it. Uh, we've got to get a good shot each time down. And then we've got to rebound the basketball. We've got to make them miss, of course, but the misses that, that they do have, we've got to be able to get because they're awesome at second shots. So taking care of it and then rebounding it. Folks, I can't encourage you enough. Saturday, 3 o'clock, if you want to see a great college basketball game, come out to the Thomas Assembly Center, Louisiana Tech, UAB. Uh, they've combined uh, for 30 wins already this season between the two of them, and it should be a really, really good one. want to thank uh, Elton Taylor uh, for his help, John Tabor back at the studio for his help. Obviously, want to thank Kane McGuire, Patrick Davis, Kyle Cavanaugh for their help as far as from the Athletic Communications Office. Saturday, 3 o'clock, it'll be the Bulldogs and the Blazers at the Thomas. Assembly Center. Make sure you're there. Eric, best of luck on Saturday. Thank you, Malcolm. You've been listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Live from Doghouse Sports Grill, this has been Inside Tech Basketball with Brooks Store and Eric Conkle. Brought to you by Origin Bank, the official bank of La Tech Athletics. Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. And by Northern Louisiana Medical Center, the official imaging partner of La Tech Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the LaTeX Sports Network.